Hey everyone, we're taking this week off. Since it's January 13th, we're re-releasing one of our absolute favorite episodes, the infamous episode 13. This one covers the unexplained disappearance of cave diver Ben McDaniel and his family's search for answers. But is that all it covers, Christy? Well, it also includes one of the most infamous sinisterhood <laughs> stories of all time, and I'm pretty sure this is what my legacy will be at this point. <laughs> I uh, I can't wait to re-listen to it this week because I <laughs> laugh just as hard in real life as I did on this episode every single time I listen to it. And after you guys take a walk down memory lane, you can head over to our Patreon for some bonus content like our mini-sodes, mixed bags, and our wheel segments where we spin an actual game show wheel and determine what we're going to talk about. We have lots of fun new weekly content while we're on break, so check it out. Thanks so much and keep it creepy. Sunny Florida. Sand, surf, scuba diving. It sounds like a paradise, but down below the clear waters of Vortex Springs lies a cave so deadly it's kept under lock and key. A diver goes missing. Is he just another tragic case of accidental death, or is something more sinister to blame? This week's topic is the disappearance of Ben McDaniel. Up in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed You'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Oh, God. I was asking myself this earlier, and I didn't have an answer. You haven't lived a scary life? You know, uh, not that, I, not that like, registered, unless it was so scary, I blacked it out of my brain. <laughs> I can't think Me of my anything. My friends in high school killed a guy. <laughs> I haven't thought of it. It just keeps a repressed memory. I remember, it's not... I guess scary is relative, right? Yeah. It's scary relative to the person because to me, going on stage is easy. It's not a big deal. But to True. some people, the idea of going on stage and 70 people are looking at you and you have no script, they're like, I'd rather step in front of a bus. Like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Uh, but for me, I'm like, it's not scary. But when I was a teenager, not a teenager, I was maybe 12, I went to Six Flags with a bunch of friends and my sister was there and everyone was going on roller coasters and I was so scared. I was so scared. And she's like, are you going to sit on the bench like a loser? <laughs> Are you going to kill the roller coaster? And I was so terrified. I was like, I'm going to poop my pants. And I had routinely bailed in roller coaster lines. Like my whole life as a kid. And my dad's so sweet because I'd be like, dad, I have to go to the bathroom. And we've been waiting in line for an hour. And we're like close to the end. And he'd be like, all right. And that's just like prime parenting of like, all right, kid, whatever you need. And uh, I went though that time and it was so terrifying. I screamed until I blacked out. But I loved it. What? Do you remember which one it was? Oh, uh, it was... uh, Judge Roy Scream, Texas Giant. It was Texas probably the Giant. Texas Giant. Because it was at the time like the biggest one. That's the Texas Giant. And I screamed and screamed and screamed until I fainted. And But I loved it. And so now <laughs> I love roller coasters. And everywhere I go, I go on roller coasters. And it's no longer scary. So I don't know. But I've never done like bungee jumping. Never Me done neither. skydiving. I refuse to go scuba diving. Fuck. No. <laughs> yeah, I've never been any of those things either. I used to love roller coasters as a kid, mm-hmm. but now as an adult, I get crazy motion sickness on oh, them. No. When we went on that two-week Californian adventure on our honeymoon, mm-hmm. we went to Harry Potter World. Hell yeah. And 
the it it was the best ride I've ever been in my life. The, the Hogwarts. Yes, it's journey through Hogwarts. It's crazy. I mean, the just like the graphics and you're essentially like flying through Hogwarts you're playing a, Quidditch. You're like in a four person across mm-hmm. harnessed thing, and it's three D. Mm-hmm. And then also 40, because then they like spit on you. Yes. They tw- you don't go upside down, but they really like flip you side to side. Oh, do they? Yeah. So luckily it was just Tommy and I in the four person thing. Oh, that's good. A young child and her father almost got in ours, but then had to go to the next one mm-hmm. because the kid's like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she was all for it. But about five minutes into the ride, I was like, oh, damn, I'm going to throw up. And. I just tried to lean over as far as I could. You and, spewed in oh, Hogwarts? Fuck yeah. And Tommy had no idea what was going on because, like, you have the arm things down over you and he you couldn't can't see. see to your side, huh? Yeah. So I'm just throwing up and I'm like, when will this end? And I just am squeezing well, my the eyes time, shut. Hermione Granger's narrating it. So Emma Thompson, yeah. Emma Watson is narrating it. And she's like, come on, we've got to go to the Quidditch. Bench. And I'm like, like uh, yeah. So then. We, it ends and we start going back through the line and I am covered in puke. It's all over the things that come down over your shoulders. At least you exit through the gift shop. You can buy a Hogwarts t-shirt. We exit and I'm trying to tell the worker because you exit and you get on in this very fast moving conveyor belt because they're just getting people in and out. It's haunted mansion style where it's just a continual conveyor belt. So I'm like, I got sick and he's like, go, go. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Whoever gets in this (laughs) next is going to have a real fun surprise. (laughs) And then Tommy, who still doesn't know what's happened is like, what 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 they spray all over you? And I was like, babe, I threw up all over myself. And he was like, oh. So I'm just standing there around with everyone, like, trying to get it off of no, me. you had the perfect cover. You could have been like, Aragog spat on me in the magical forest. <laughs> Instead, you just were like, no, I puked. Oh, man, it was rough. And that was very early in the day. So for the rest of the day, I was like, I'm good. I don't need to go on any rides. Yeah, that sort of, you're like a shaken up Coke can. You have no yeah. carbonation yeah. left in you. Like, I was no a little thing. hungover. I had only eaten like a All bag right, of don't chips. Blame, don't blame Hogwarts for your poor life choices. <laughs> I like, think I would have still got sick. I th- it was, but it was an amazing ride. It was the most incredible ride I've ever been on. But other than that, like, yeah, I've never done bungee jumping or so boring. Based, I know. I have a healthy fear of death. So yeah, I am terrified of death, but I, I haven't like- done anything that's got me really to the edge of it. As no. far as I know. Well, I ride a motorcycle. That's pretty dangerous yeah. and scary. My brother-in-law just got hit on his motorcycle. He's okay, but somebody was on Facebook at a red light. Get off Facebook, you dummies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like bungee jumping. I just imagine that I am the worst case scenario of anything. <laughs> so like I went and got a body wrap because I got a group on and they're like, nobody has allergic reaction. It's all natural. You'll be fine. Like 30 seconds after they put the body wrap on, I was like, so it's like a, it burns. And she's like, no, it's supposed to be like tingle. I was like, oh, it feels like I have a sunburn and like someone's slapping my sunburn. She was like, that's impossible. Like no one can be allergic to this. And she like peeled it back and it looked like I had chicken pox. She was like, oh my God, this, this doesn't happen to people. And I was like, well, it happened to me. And she's like, we have to hose you off. And I was like, that's not a thing you say in a spa. We have to hose you down. Or to a woman in general. <laughs> in general. Please bend over as we, we hose, have to you, hose off. you off. Ma'am. Your body. And I was like, I was promised I would lose inches and not my dignity. And I was hosed <laughs> off by a spa worker and all for my group on. That's all I got was shame. But I just think, oh, I'm, that's why I've never done drugs that mm. weren't prescribed by a doctor. Like, because I think I'm going to be the, like, oh, smoke this marijuana. It's all natural. 
uh, first of all, I just seem like a narc, so probably people wouldn't offer it. But I think like I'm going to be the one that has an allergic reaction, and then my mom will know that I did drugs because <laughs> I'll have to. I'll be in the hospital. But, like she's the one person that went blind from weed. Yeah, she's the one person that <laughs> that died from weed. We've never seen it before, Miss McKinney. Heather can. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, oh, if I go scuba diving, like they're like, you'll be fine. I'm like, my eyes will explode. They're like, yeah. that doesn't happen. Anyone? I'm like, well, it. That's what the group on like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, speaking of scuba diving, some people like to chase the high. I, for this topic, have done a lot of research this week that I can't unsee. Well, you say you did a deep dive. I did a deep dive. The other day I was talking to Tommy. I was like, no pun intended, but I've gone on a really deep dive with this. And he goes, it seems like you went out of your way to say no pun intended to make that pun. <laughs> you said the pun. But scuba diving... And especially cave diving. Cave is diving. Fucking nuts. I don't get it. It's for a an adventure thrill seeking person that I just am not. If God wanted us to go that far underwater, we'd have gills. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> there is no reason. I was thinking it's like what space. scenario would I cave dive in? And the only thing I could think of is it was if like one of my family members was, your baby is in the ocean. was trapped under, on the other side of this cave or something that I had to get to. That's really the only thing I can think of that would make me risk my life like this. Yeah. I don't, I, I have friends that are like avid, avid scuba divers that like Ugh. travel the world with their scuba gear to like, I have a friend that he has like a dive master rating. He has like every possible dive rating and is like a rescue diver and all this stuff. And he can explain, I mean, it's a lot of physiological stuff you have to know mm-hmm. because you can't come up too fast because your eyeballs will explode. And you'll get uh, the bins. You get the bins, yeah. which I always thought meant hungover, but it turns out <laughs> it's like getting bubbles in your blood yeah. and then your eyes And explode. then you cough up blood and die and you have an annual. <laughs> in your brain it's That's real bad not if god wanted us to go underwater <laughs> yeah. our brains would be able to handle and if it. we should go to space we'd have wings exactly <laughs> we would be birds or fish if we were to travel to those places i just sound like the kind of person that would burn a scientist for being a witch <laughs> why are you trying to do that <laughs> that sounds like me um, yeah. i'm not i promise i'm not very closed-minded but it just seems so dangerous. But yeah, he's he knows, and it's one of those things. Like I, I to be fair, I guess like riding a motorcycle or flying an airplane or do, doing anything. If you don't know what you're doing, you could uh, die horribly. Sure, and even if you do know what you're doing, you there's so horribly. many things you can't control. Well, it's like you a can parachute. still die horribly. You know, if you're yeah. jumping out of an airplane. Well, I packed my parachute. Yeah, but the you know the straps were old and they broke yeah. or whatever, or didn't. Or you, it just, for whatever reason, it malfunctions. Mm. God, what if, can you imagine just knowing you're plummeting to your death? Stuff like that terrifies me. I had a dream that I was like uh, skydiving and I tried to unfurl the parachute and I got it at the last minute. Then I dropped my cell phone when I landed. (laughs) Looked it up up in the dream book. (laughs) What did it say? Uh, You know, it talked about like flying or like falling and then catching yourself and the dropping of the cell phone was like, I just looked up like dropping objects and it was like something that you hold dear. And I'm like, yeah. Technology. Yeah. My phone. Who doesn't? Um, Addicted. Well. What cave are we talking about specifically? Well, it, we're talking about Vortex Springs in the disappearance of a man named Ben McDaniel, who did like the thrill-seeking, death-defying aspects that cave diving offered. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... It got the best of him, though. He went in, and he never came out. He never came. Well, 
Or did he? Or did he? I was going to say. So we'll get to the theories of why he hasn't surfaced. Again, no pun intended. No, that, <laughs> come was, on, that was, Jeez, oh, as soon as I said it, I was like, this is so insensitive. But funny. But we never know. So because initially you go, a guy went scuba diving and didn't come out. and in a, He went scuba diving in a treacherous place and didn't come out. Who cares? What's the story? But there's so much more. Oh, so much more. Beneath the surface. <laughs> Get, guys, buckle in because there are going to be a lot of ocean puns over the next hour. All right. Well, on um, the evening of August 18th, 2010, Ben McDaniel... A 30-year-old entrepreneur from Collierville, Tennessee, set out on a night dive at Vortex Spring in Ponce de Leon, Florida. Ben was on sabbatical and living in his family's condo in nearby Dustin. He was an avid diver and a regular at the spring. He was passionate about cave diving and was hoping to become a certified instructor. Vortex Spring is the largest diving facility in Florida, and it is known to divers across the country for its pristine waters and colorful aquatic life. However, the main attraction of the spring is its mysterious underwater cave. Now, Vortex Spring is a little different than ocean diving because this is like, freshwater. It's freshwater. Mm-hmm. It's so it's super clear, so you can see super well. Yes, and it's. Stays at a constant 68 degrees year-round. That sounds nice. Which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. I go swimming there. The downside, though, not as not as pretty as the ocean. There's, yeah, there's not like coral reefs. There's like or... freshwater eels and big old catfish and shit like that. But yeah, there's not coral reefs or like tropical fish. Upside, no sharks. No sharks, yes. No I, sharks. <laughs> again, this rabbit hole I went down did include watching divers uh, fin... Uh, Fight off sharks. Punch well, it right in the face. <laughs> one of them had a spear that it was using to like pick up sea urchins, mm-hmm. and this fucking shark just knocked his ass over. And he just, as he is like trying to ascend, the shark keeps coming after him Those time and time. Relentless. And he just keeps bopping it in the nose with this spear, and he got away. But I almost had a panic attack yeah, just if watching you punch this a shark that's all you have to do it kept he kept hitting it in the nose but i was like imagine you're in this water and you just see this fucking shark circling and then mm-hmm. here it comes mm-hmm. again and you're like tensed up like bracing for like this Fight could be man. this could be it yeah, yeah if he hadn't had that spear he would have died yeah for sure Yikes. Terrifying. So, you can find a lot on YouTube, you guys. If, you, if you're not in, familiar with YouTube, you check it out. out. You'll uh, buckle in. It's a Friday night. You just want to like Google shark attack videos. <laughs> it makes you feel real good about yourself. I do it so much. I have a lot of anxiety. I just look up shark yeah. attack videos and be like, this yeah. is not me. I wanted Tommy to watch him. He's like, not before bed. <laughs> I'm like, that's fair. I like that he has boundaries. <laughs> so this cave. Let's talk about this mysterious underwater cave. Located 58 feet below the water's surface is a 9 by 12 opening to a large cavern. Thrill-seeking divers swim past freshwater eels and huge catfish and koi to reach the opening. Upon entering the cavern, there is a narrow tunnel that descends into darkness. Nope. Yeah, right there. (laughs) Bye-bye. Nope. First of all, I wouldn't swim 58 feet down into the water. Nope. That's in, And 30 feet is what... Most divers would do like beyond that is advanced because okay. the more deep you go, 
the more pressurized everything becomes yeah. and danger just, your bits. Dangers, the dangers go up so when they're like your bits get smashed and the dangers go up you when get they, out of there when they're training and stuff you're training at like 20 feet yeah. underwater so this is just to get into the entrance 58 feet mm-hmm. but there's more uh, wait 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 there's more <laughs> so a handrail has been built into the limestone wall of the cave to help guide divers at a depth of 115 feet is what is known as the piano room, a large chamber of the cave that is somewhat illuminated by rope lights that have been hung on the walls. So that is six times further than what an average person goes. If you're about 115 feet and an average and person goes... An average, an average dive is 20-ish yeah, feet. and an average swimmer would just probably go like 10 feet underwater. Yeah, it's hard for me to do laps around the pool at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Much less swim 100 feet down. At least when you go up, you can float. So well, they have better. buoyancy belts and like weight belts and stuff to help them too. To like but, weight you down? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about when you want to leave? Then you have to oh, there's take... there's propulsion yeah. things too, I there's guess. A, it's a whole thing. Like, it's there's, an expensive habit. It's very expensive. It's a rich person thing to do. Yes. That's a rich person way to die. It's like, oh, I had a boating accident. <laughs> All right, Mr. Richie yeah. Pants. No yeah. one that is uh, struggling yeah. is going to be going cave diving Unless or scuba diving. They're like, I spent all my money on scuba. <laughs> I'm living in a box, but man, have you seen the Great Barrier Reef? It is beautiful. <laughs> it's phenomenal. So yeah. a bunch of so people. you go into this tunnel or into the cave. Then you're making your way through a tunnel, pitch black, mind you, because you're 60 feet under the water. There's Sun's, no light. Sun is very far. Yes. I mean, you have probably flashlights or headlamp, headlamp and stuff like that. And you're going through like a moderately hard tunnel. But as you keep going, the shit gets real. It's getting narrower and narrower. And then you come to this piano room and it's actually pretty cool looking if you look up youtube videos of it someone put like you know how you know how at dch and uh the p-dog theater there's like roped lights around the bottom yeah that's what it is but it's on the wall so it's kind of like it's glowy yeah it's glowy and then off of that room are like smaller little pockets of rooms can i ask a question yeah i bet you don't know the answer Mm, and i bet i can google it but i won't what if you're scuba diving you're in a wetsuit right yeah so it's all all your stuff's all mashed up what if you have to go to the bathroom you just pee what or if you, poop you just is there like a butt flap no i think you just do it you just shit in your wetsuit <laughs> so this is my concern about every moment of every day is if i could go to the bathroom if you yeah. tell me i can't go to the bathroom immediately i have to go yeah and i'll die if i don't <laughs> yeah. um airplanes are tough um yeah. like Roller coasters are short enough, but like the line to a roller coaster, yeah. oh God. Scuba diving, I, I have a you. lot of bathroom anxiety and panic. Uh, I, any city that I've been to or am going to, I can tell you really great public restrooms yeah. around. Like Chicago, when I lived there, oh God, downtown, I knew all the best public restrooms. You have to, especially in a downtown major city. They're always don't Because you out. can go into some real nasty ones otherwise. Oh, have sorry. you ever had to pee in your car? Yes. Do you want to know? <laughs> I was in a jack-in-the-box drive-thru. <laughs> Were you stuck? Like, you couldn't I get out? I was stuck. So it was one of those where it was like, there's like a curb with hedges, and yeah. I was like two cars from the window by myself, and uh, luckily, because I am a slob, I had like an extra cup in the car, and I was, I think I had jean shorts on, and so I just shimmy the jean shorts down, <laughs> and I, I mean, I was like, what's the other choice? Get out and pee in the bushes. Yeah. And then or I drive got, over these I, I drive a VW Beetle. That's like yeah. impossible. I'd wreck my car and I was like, nah, I'll just pee in this cup. So I pee in my cup. 
I dumped it out <laughs> on the side of the car. And then uh, when I got home, I Clorox wiped myself, the whole car. I mean, that car has never been cleaner because it was just all Clorox. I Clorox wiped my entire life, but. I have a much worse story than Where did that. You pee? It wasn't pee. No. I mean, I shit my pants on the way to the airport to go to Disney World, but I was like 12. <laughs> okay. This was two years ago. <laughs> I have told very few people this story. All right, so you're only going to tell me. <laughs> now I'm about to tell just you. Just me. I won't tell so anybody. So don't tell anybody, tell okay? Anybody. So, oh my God. I had gone to uh, the doctor because I wasn't feeling well and had to get some medicine prescribed. Okay. So my doctor was over by In-N-Out Burger. Which In-N-Out? Uh, off 75. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had just... For our non-Dallas listeners, very uninteresting. <laughs> just for me. Uh, I had recently been introduced to the... Uh, what do they call it when you can get it wrapped in the lettuce? Protein style. Protein style, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to stop it in and out and get... Because I was doing no carbs. Because mm-hmm. we in like two weeks, we were going on our honeymoon. Oh, okay. Um, well, I got two, I decided to get two of them. Okay. So, <laughs> so so what you're saying is you did this to yourself. I got not only did I get two protein styles, but they were double double. God. So I had four patties of meat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this whatever happens next isn't as embarrassing as that. That's the most embarrassing <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And this comes from a person who eats Shake Shack multiple times a week. I should be ashamed. So, oh, and I forgot to mention Earlier in the day, I had had a big, you know, like Target, you can buy those big plastic tubs of cut fruit. Uh-huh. Well, I'd had one of those as well. Again, asking a, for it. I had a lot of fiber happening in my system. done this to yourself? So I eat my In-N-Out on the way to uh, the grocery store to go to the pharmacy. I pull into the parking lot and I'm like, oh, God. You this- know that feeling? Oh, I was like, this is bad. And I was sweating and I was like, I don't even <laughs> you had think. The sweats. <laughs> I had the meat sweats. The poop sweats. <laughs> I had all sorts of sweats. And I was like, should I park? And so I like parked and I was like, just clenched. Like I could have made a diamond with my butt. And I was like, I can't even get out of the car. If I get out of the car, I'm going to shit my pants. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and get home. And I live like 10 minutes from this. No. So you tried to get home? <laughs> Well, no, because I started driving to the exit of the parking lot and was like, nope, this is not going to happen. So I pulled back into the parking spot and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I can't get out of the car. And I was like, oh, God, this is happening. (laughs) Your face is so red right now. (laughs) So I took the empty in and out back. You put it back from whence it came. It was a circle it was of life. Circle. Everything was full circle. So I pulled down my pulled down my pants, and Tommy later wait, wait, was wait, like, "What? Sorry, I was laughing. What did you say?" I pulled down my pants, and Tommy later was like, "Why did you take off your pants? Just shit in your pants?" And I was like, "Cause they're really nice easy, jeans. Easy for you to say, Tommy Brown. Just shit your pants. You Just say shit in your pants. So I, I like pull." Meanwhile, there are people walking into Albertsons 
all around me. Like, it is the middle of the day. Which Albertsons was? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Someone cost Alinda. That's my Albertsons. You shit at my Albertsons. <laughs> and it was like, you know how they, they remodeled everything? And yeah, they had like very this, nice. It was the grand opening weekend of their remodel. <laughs> And they had all these flags and My signs. families with children and balloons. <laughs> old there ladies. There were lots of banners and balloons. So I'm like, all right. So I shimmy my pants down to my knees and I take the in and out bag. And those are not meant to hold <laughs> anything other than a couple of burgers and some fries. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just everywhere. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? So... I Kill was like, yourself. You just put the car and drive. You drive right into the store <laughs> until you explode. There's no way you can come back from that. I'm like, I can't drive home with this underneath me. Like, I've got to get it out of here. So I'm like, what? Do I- All right, I'm throwing this out. I don't so- care if nobody else likes this story. This is the best thing I've ever heard in my whole life. So I open the passenger door, and someone right as I was throwing <laughs> no! this broken in and out bag covered in diarrhea out into the parking lot. Somebody pulls right into that parking spot. Of course they do. And I slammed the door and just threw it into reverse. And I still had my pants down. So I drove home still sitting in a mess with my pants down to my house and went in had to get had to hose down the car. You had to burn the car. Like, it was like you at the spa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hose her down. Car. Yeah, I should have just sold it. Clorox the shit out of it. It was... Oh, my, do you still drive that car? Yeah, it's the car I still have. <laughs> I mean, you have to. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's leather seats. So, luckily, it was leather seats. But... <laughs> oh, my God. It was... Oh, my God. You know what? Maybe that's the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> that's so scary. Also... That for that person that drove up, it's the scariest thing they've ever oh seen. It's like some sort of fecal bandit that was yeah. just like, <laughs> just throw a bag of diarrhea. <laughs> like, what did I do to deserve this? And it started to rain as I left. So I was like, maybe, maybe so God is washing away no, my sins. No, spread diarrhea all over the fucking parking lot. There's just lot. a river of diarrhea going down to the entrance. And the poor manager's like, well, it was going to be a nice grand opening weekend. And now there's a river of diarrhea. Please, ladies and gentlemen, watch your step for the, the river of poo. I'm so sorry. I don't know how that Announcement. Watch your step outside. <laughs> you ruined Albertson's grand opening weekend. I totally You're did. a monster. I totally oh did. You're a monster. It looks great now, though. Oh, it's, a good, it, it's a nice Albertson's. It's much nicer than it used no. to be. No, it's where I shop. Uh, it's where I get my groceries at. So, oh, my. What were we talking about? Oh, I asked if you can shit your pants when you're diving, and you said yes, because it sounds like you are real good at that. So. If you can shit your pants in an while Albertson's. driving, you can shit your pants while diving. Oh, my God. And you can quote me on that. Oh, my God. So I'm going to say, yeah, you could just shit your pants. If- so we're in the piano room. Let's just recap, because we got so far afield. Yeah, so yeah. you dive down 50 feet. It's all right. It starts to get dark. 100 feet, you go through a 9 by 12 hole. Get through the hole. Now it gets darker and narrower and narrower. Now you're in the piano room. There's a, it's a large chamber of the cave. I'm not into uh, this. There's little pockets of rooms around it. But what? But the pockets of rooms, what if you accidentally go in a room and you get lost? Well, these are rooms that They're would like be small. hard to get lost because they don't go anywhere. Oh, okay. It's just like a tiny alcove kind okay. of right off. 
But a lot of caves, yes, they're they they're described as like Swiss Labyrinth. cheese, like a Swiss cheese. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's pockets of thing, and you get very disoriented, and I'm sure it's it's a nightmare. But just beyond the piano room is a large, rusty, locked gate. Nope. <laughs> Planted firmly in the vortex floor next to the gate is an ominous sign with a picture of the Grim Reaper. Oh, right. Overdoing it a little bit. <laughs> it warns divers to stop, prevent your death, go no farther, and that there is nothing in this cave worth dying for. Or what if there's nothing up top worth living for and swim <laughs> swim ahead? Hey, then, yeah. Right then, this way. Right this way, sir. <laughs> right this way. This area, known as the Gate is extremely dangerous for even the most experienced divers. Mm-hmm. And even those are at great risk for not making it out alive. Oh, cool. That's where I want to go. If I came upon anything that had a giant picture of the Grim Reaper and was like, stop, go no farther. Okay. Yeah, sounds you don't, good. You don't have to tell me twice. No. I can't, again, what? and I've seen tons of videos of this. There literally is, no, there's not, not only is there nothing worth dying for in this cave, it's kind of boring. It's just an empty, dark cave. Yeah. It's like, there's, I mean, there's a couple of eels maybe in fish, but it's just. You want to see eels? Watch the Little Mermaid movie. <laughs> it's just limestone walls surrounding you and like some rocks on the bottom and a silted, a silt all over the bottom. Like, it's not pretty. For some people, I think it's this feeling of, well, they couldn't do it. Yes, yeah, for sure. Because they're idiots. And like, I'm seeing an area of the world that few people have seen. Except and that's for, exciting. Go on YouTube. You can see it right there. <laughs> Live your I've, life on YouTube. I've watched so many videos of it. I feel like I've been there. And I'm good. <laughs> like, never do I need to go actually I'm all see right. it. I'm all right. So, divers that pass through the gate. Can you just go through the gate? No, you cannot. You have to be certified and specially trained and go get a key from the dive shop. Okay. And you have to show them your certifications, and then they will give you a key to get through. Jeez. So only very specific divers are allowed through this Are cave. permitted. Yes. And the ones that do pass through are met with passageways that at times narrow to a mere 10 inches in height, forcing them to remove their tanks and swim with them in front of them or at their side, with their bellies on the floor and their backs scraping along the limestone ceiling above them. Okay, I like to think you and I are relatively average-sized people. Yeah. No part of me is 10 inches. No. Maybe my head. <laughs> so you get your head stu- you get your head stuck in head there. Head only and then I mean and then your shoulders are stuck, and then you die. Maybe if you're in the scuba suit, your boobs are right uh, yeah. down. I and I mean, that's I've... the thing. Like, you can't be big, and this can't, is, this is not a sport for big people. Well, this then it's a, not only is it for, it's for rich, it's thin also, people. Yeah, it's also very. It's like cocaine. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a, the co- scuba cocaine is the, of the underwater world. Scuba is the cocaine of sports. It's yeah. just for thin, rich, <laughs> fancy people who think they're better than me. Well, to get through You have to them. take your tank off, too. Yeah, you have to I take it, which is very phone. hard to do. I drop my phone, and it weighs nothing. I can't imagine lugging a scuba tank. I drop it. I drown. And to go on these deep dives, you don't just have, like, one or two tanks with you. Mm-mm. You have multiple tanks. You kind of leave a Hansel and Gretel yes, trail of tanks. Yes, And they just carry even extra ones with them and stuff. That's so, true. Plus, you're you in don't run out. bulky, crazy-ass... <laughs> A, a get up like I oh you I, had to wear a helmet 
If yeah. you go a certain, yeah, a certain you, you amount, have a helmet no. with a light on it, mm-hmm. and then your scuba gear and fins and shit, which those are bulky and big. I don't know how people do it. The I've, only I've watched would... these videos, and I'm like, I I know I'm seeing this with my eyes, and I still don't understand how you're doing. It's it. It's insane. I, the only dive I would do would be to get in the little robot uh, scuba uh, oh, submarine yeah, yeah. and go see the Titanic. I'm a big oh, ti- I'm a big Titanic fan. That'd be cool. No, I would do that. Yeah. Well, in addition to so you shimmy through a you're shimmering hole. through, they have to contort their bodies and turn their heads to the side. Wait, in order wait, wait. To so this through. is for rich, thin, flexible, <laughs> athletic people. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's the worst kind of people. Mm. <laughs> These tight conditions can snag hoses, tanks, and even the diver. God. So your a freaking man- hose gets snagged and your air explodes <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Exactly. And Dunzo. you're and you're under a uh, hundred feet of fucking rock. So bye. Imagine having to like army crawl under your bed or a car. Yeah. And that's basically like my what beetle they're doing. is like about it's about ten inches off. Yeah, the but then you're underwater yeah. and you've got a bunch of stuff on. You gotta drag it with you. That's crazy. Jeez, I mean, it would be hard for me to fit under my car just normally. Yeah. Without all these other dangerous conditions added Shh. in. Again, it's not for me. And in addition, unlike scuba diving, a diver cannot just swim to the surface if something goes wrong. No, you can't just shoot up because you're the bends and the explosions well, of your eyeballs. Well, you can't just shoot up because you're in a there's a, a ceiling of rock above you. Oh, that's true. You have to sh- re-shimmy. You have to swim your way back out. Yeah. However gate far behind you, you are. <laughs> and lock the gate. Were you raising a barn? Lock the gate behind you. <laughs> the eels are going to get out. But who knows... How far in you were when something went wrong, and then say you're 300 feet into this, and then something goes wrong. Now you got to swim 300 feet back out of this and take the time to make your way to the surface because, like you said, you can't just swim straight up. You have to do safety checks for every couple of feet you stop and have to, or you get the bins when you get Mm -hmm. to the top. You have to have special air to get back. So it's a process, and you're probably not going to make it if you have. Something go wrong under there. It's, again, terrifying. They also have to not only swim back out the way they came, but they hope that they've conserved enough breathing gas to make the journey. Because when you go deep diving like this, you're not just using oxygen. It's a special mix of oxygen and gas that you have to use. Yeah. So, and scuba divers and cave divers which I didn't really know this. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but you can't just like breathe as much as you want to Mm -mm. because you have a very certain amount of, yeah. So, and like like freak out. And that's, and a lot of times when divers panic, they, that's why they die is because they start taking in way more air than they should. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have enough to get to the top because you just start panicking. Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. I don't like restrictions. I think that's what we're learning about me. I don't like not being able to go to the bathroom. I don't like not being able to breathe as much as I want. Right? Or yeah. go to the surface or anywhere I want as fast as I want. I want what I want when I want it. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Also, caves can collapse on you or rocks can fall, blocking oh the God. only exit. Chambers can disorient a diver. It's all the horrors of a regular cave, but also no air. But also you're underwater, which I think adds such a scary element to anything. Because you're not in 
you're not in your natural habitat, like swimming yeah. in the ocean or anything. Like you're at an, an immediate disadvantage because no gravity. you can't fucking breathe. Yeah. And you're, you know, the dangerous things. The, the one thing about cave diving, there's not really uh, like aquatic life down there that can kill you. That's true. There's just a million other things, <laughs> which I might, I would probably take my chances against a shark yeah. over getting stuck under a 10 inch crawl space yeah. in this gear. At least the shark, you just whack it with a harpoon, you'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you can. You can almost like reason with animals or people. You can't reason with Mother Nature. No, it's true. I mean, if rocks are falling, they're going to fall. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Man. Well, if you wanted to know more things that can go wrong under there, not only do you get disoriented and you have no sense of direction, silt on the bottom can get stirred up and essentially make divers blind. They call it getting silted out. Oh, yeah. So it would be, you know, it's like a dust storm. Exactly. West Texas dust storm. Yes, and you're just blind under there. And this cave has a handrail along the whole thing for divers, but they also will, like, take line and essentially, Mm -hmm. like you said, like Hansel and Gretel their way along their route. So on the way back, they can just grab the line. Yeah. But if you're silted out and you can't find that line, and then you end up, like... In another pocket of the cave or something, or like you have no idea puffing. where you are. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's my worst nightmare. We've talked about our worst fears. I think this might you be said the ocean. My worst you said fear. getting yeah. sunk down in the ocean, so and this, this is, is right. like and and I'm claustrophobic, and so this just combines everything I hate about everything into one sport, <laughs> one garbage sport <laughs> yes. for rich thin and yeah. I don't even people. think I could. I would fit under these things in the first place. <laughs> My boobs are way too big to. They'd be like, "Well, her boobs got stuck. <laughs> we could get the rest of her out, but her boobs are just—they got her, her far in life, there. but they killed her." <laughs> her large Put that breasts. on my headstone, please. Yes. <laughs> so, all this being said. Cave diving is known as the most dangerous sport in the world. Sounds about right, and you- it's easy to see why. More people have died. In cave diving than they have died in any other sport. Holy cow. Isn't that wild? Even running with the bulls. Uh, yeah, because that's like annual, right? Well, I just meant like like running on the 1995 Chicago Bulls team. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people died in that. but no, yeah. yeah, that's crazy though. Yeah, it's it's So how crazy. many people died in that Vortex Springs cave? Oh. 13 or more? I thought they said 13 hundreds. people died. Really? Well... Thirteen in the nineteen nineties died. Oh, okay. That was which, it. Was like a, a an influx that yeah. caused them to put the lock yes. on the gate, and that's why the state of Florida wanted to ban all diving there. And to prevent that from happening, the shop was like, "Well, what if we uh, made grim- people go on these like have this certain training, and we'll put up a Grim Reaper poster, <laughs> put up a Grim Reaper, <laughs> we'll put up this crazy ass rusted out gate that looks like something out of Saw. It yeah. is. It's a murder gate." I don't understand the architecture of it. It's so bizarre. Again, Google it. It's it's very bizarre. Murder gate. Yeah. So for the divers that do like to cheat death, they have to go get a key from the gate and they have to present their proper certification and then they're given the key. While Ben was an experienced diver and had taken classes and read tons of books on cave diving, he was not a certified cave diver. Whoops. And was not permitted to dive beyond the gate. How'd he get a hold of the gate key? Let's find out. All right. However, being not permitted did not stop him. Uh Uh-oh. Ben was confident. Some would even say cocky. 
And according to family and friends, once he set his mind to something, there was no stopping him. Yeah, so we're getting into Ben. And you said earlier he's an entrepreneur from Tennessee mm-hmm. on sabbatical in Florida. Yes. You know what sabbatical is? It's rich person talk. He, he His family is very wealthy. He has a construction business that's failed. Yes. He owes a lot of money to he the IRS. He recently went through a divorce. Divorce, lost his business, owes a boatload. Also, uh, his younger brother, two years prior, passed away. Under, well, yeah. they say stroke. He was 22 and he had a stroke. But, However, uh, later it was kind of revealed in a documentary made that it was a drug overdose. That, yeah, he was on prescription but pills. the family seems to have kind of covered it up. Yeah. Because they are a very wealthy Southern family mm-hmm. and you don't talk about those They're kinds bo- of My things. boy was taken by a stroke. Yes. And this was, uh, his family had this condo in Destin. Yeah. So he was on... Sabbatical there because he had when his business uh, went bankrupt, he had to sell his four hundred fifty thousand dollar home and move back in with his parents because he was broke. Yeah, and then they said, "Why don't you go down to Florida? Take your dog, take your chocolate lab, take your chocolate lab spooner." And he'd been diving since he was fifteen, and it okay. was a hobby and a passion. So they're like, "Go dive for a this, while, <laughs> go dive, honey." This gave him the Mom opportunity and to kind of just do that. So. On August 18th, 2010, two of the dive shop employees who had been out there for an after-work dive passed Ben in the water. He was wearing a helmet with a light, which indicated he was headed to the cave. Employees had long suspected that Ben was secretly prying open the gate to gain unpermitted access. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So to prevent unnecessary risk, one of the employees, Eduardo Turan, swam down to the gate, unlocked it for him, and watched him go through. Whoops. Yep. Turan would be the last person to ever see Ben McDaniel. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Why is this a mystery? You, We just spoke for multiple minutes about the treacheries of this cave. This is a guy that's not supposed to be behind this gate. Nope. Gets let in by some very uh, negligent, I would say, legally I would say speaking. negligent, too. And I, I <laughs> Maybe wonder, criminally liable can worker. He, he, well, we'll get to it, but he wasn't sued for doing that. But I wondered, could he be sued? He knowing would, that he, that Ben was not allowed back there yeah. and didn't have the proper certification. He's, well, you can sue anybody for anything. I would say, is he acting in the scope of his employment? Because... He has the key from the dive shop or it's after work. He's not clocked in and he was going Mm. against the shop's policy, which is to check everybody's certification before unlocking it. So I would say you wouldn't be able to sue Dive Shop Incorporated by like what's called agency or, you know, agent liability or so you have like your workers, you know, you're at Starbucks and the worker serves you a latte that's hot and like trips yeah. and spills it in your face or whatever and mm-hmm. burns your face. They're working as a Starbucks worker. If they're like putting strychnine in it, that's like outside the scope of their oh, employment. Okay. So, you you know, you sue the worker personally. But in this case, this is like some hippie diver guy that like well, works. He probably def- gets paid minimum wage at the dive shop. I mean, what are you going to Like this rich family is going to sue this yeah. guy? I mean, what are you going to get out of it? His, uh, that's a good point. His defense too was... It would be more dangerous for him to like try and shimmy through the bars of the gate or pry it open and lose minutes off his tank than if he just went down there and opened it for him. I mean, that doesn't mean you need to facilitate. No, sure. (laughs) Sure. So two days later on August 20th, one of the dive shop employees noticed that Ben's truck hadn't moved from its parking spot. 
After confirming with others that no one had seen him, they assumed the worst and called the Holmes County Sheriff's Office. When the sheriff's deputies arrived, they discovered Ben's cell phone and wallet with $1,100 in cash in his truck. They also found dive logs showing he had explored the cave and even made a map of it. They next went to his condo where they found his beloved dog, Spooner. Poor Spooner. I know. Nobody fed him. Who was very hungry after not having been fed for two days. Poor baby. I know. At this point, it was assumed Ben had drowned in the cave. Which is a reasonable assumption. Very reasonable assumption. Cadaver dogs were also brought in and alerted to the surface of the water, strengthening this theory. As word spread throughout the dive community, experienced recovery divers volunteered to risk their own lives to see if they could find his body. Ben's family and girlfriend, who lived in Tennessee, were called and drove down to anxiously watch from the shore. Well, that's really nice. I mean, if you have that skill to say, yeah, let me go down there and look. It seems like a very tight-knit community. Oh, I'm sure it is. Where everyone is, I mean, especially like under the water, you have to look out for each other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you, like I said, if it's like, well, nobody's nobody can dive as far as me. I, I have to be the one to go do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody else is going to get killed trying to find him. Exactly. On August 20th, veteran divers began searching for Ben's body. They searched every crevice and crevasse in the cave that they could. But due to the tight restrictions that none of them could fit through and the fear of dying themselves, the search was limited. Ed Sorensen, a world-renowned diver who is known for being able to get into places others can't, was called in. My favorite is they said they texted him on his yacht he in was the Bahamas. On, in the Bahamas on a dive expedition. He's like a Batman. He's like, I have to go. Yeah. And his wife is the one that texted him. Yeah. And was like, just Honey, like, missing diver. They can't find him. And we he need you. flew the next day out there because... He is a world-renowned rescue diver and has, unfortunately, I did learn the statistic that I think 99% of uh, rescue missions are not, or recovery missions are not rescue missions. Oh, it's like you just bring the body back. Yeah, you're just bringing the body back. Wow. But for some families, that's, this family would have loved that. You want closure Mm -hmm. and you want something to bury. And so he's been on a ton of these and has rescued a ton of bodies from various places so old batman ed flies batman ed gets in and he uses a diver propulsion vehicle the diver holds onto it and it's kind of like a little motor Mm -hmm. that so they can move through the water faster Mm -hmm. which allows them to have smaller tanks because they don't need to carry as much gas what about you're not you're not like breathing heavily from kick swimming you know you're not swimming as much so you can breathe easier and your tanks are smaller so you can get through smaller places you're talking to dive i do if i don't have to swim <laughs> i mean i'd like that just for a pool yeah it just, <laughs> just buzzes me around i'll just ho- hold on to the pool sweep and it's like them re- replacing around. when they replaced all the line bikes with electric scooters i'm exactly. like oh now i'll get on well if yeah. that's the case I then i can't anything. get on because you know that i am incapable of riding on those things without crashing yeah into you something and those scooters man banned. Is, you're banned from scooter use. with me i sh- i am He made three different dives going 1,700 feet into the cave, farther than any other rescue diver up to that point, and 200 feet farther than Ben's map indicated he had traveled. Not only did he not find Ben's body, but he was certain that Ben wasn't in there at all. Mm -mm. Ben was a big guy at 6'1", 210 pounds. Ed is an inch shorter and 20 pounds lighter and was barely able to fit through some of the restrictions. He said it would have been nearly impossible for Ben to get through. 
and even if he had managed, there were no signs that any diver had been there. No marks on the limestone walls and ceiling from the tank scraping by. The silt on the bottom was completely undisturbed, and there weren't any carnivorous scavengers present, indicating the presence of a decaying body. It's true, because if there's a body, then there'll mm-hmm. be all kinds of things showing yes. up to eat it. And Bottom feeders. There was a ton of catfish there. So and they would have been chomping at the... There would the, be yeah. an influx of... And there were a lot of crawfish, like all those things. Those just, nasty, yeah. Yeah, nastiest stuff the that nasty eats the things dead. that I eat. Then, then we eat them. Let exactly. me just say... <laughs> I love me some fried catfish, and oh, I'll yeah. go to a crawfish boil yes. in a minute. I don't like crawfish if they are in their purest form, because they look like giant bugs. Yeah, they me. do. But Blood bugs. I will eat the meat of them, yeah, for sure. 100%. If somebody peels them for me and just hands me the meat, <laughs> because that's how I work, <laughs> I need then you that's to peel great. This for me. I also love crab. Mm-hmm. I love seafood. Oh, man, yes. Any, that's my favorite Lobster. type of crab. Crab, yeah. So, like you were saying... We're average-sized people. I don't even know how we would fit in these places. Mm. He's 6'1", 210 pounds. Yeah. How do you squeeze under a 10-inch opening? There's no way. I I don't get it. It's, I don't know. So the only clue that rescue divers found in all of their dives were two tanks belonging to Ben. It is not unusual for divers to leave extra tanks for themselves along the route of their dive so they have enough air to decompress upon ascending. However, these tanks were placed at the entrance of the cave, which would have been an odd spot. The tanks were also just filled with oxygen, not the special mix of gas that is needed when doing a deep dive, Mm -hmm. and they were missing regulators and valve handles. They also weren't filled to completion. So, maybe... Someone mm-hmm. rushed the filling and then planted the evidence. Perhaps. So it looked like maybe he put someone, those tanks. maybe Ben planted this evidence. Ooh, or maybe the shop worker who let mm-hmm. a man die due to his own negligence, or the shop owner who, upon discovering the body the next morning, didn't want to be sued. There's all sorts of possibilities. So many theories. So, as knowledgeable as Ben was about cave diving, None of this added up and made the other divers start to question what had really happened. Sixteen divers over 36 straight days searched the cave for Ben's body, and no one found a thing. Water tests done over several months showed there was no additional bacteria that would have been caused by a decomposing body. With no answers and no body, the mystery continued. Wow. So, if he isn't in the cave... Where do we think he is? Well, that's the question. And the parents, then they they put out a little reward. They did, and it was very poorly looked upon for the scuba diving well, it was community. Controversial because you know you say we'll give you ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Somebody that's maybe not that great at diving mm-hmm. is like, well, fuck it, man, I'll go. Which is We're what ended up happening. It's the old redneck Riviera, as they call it, the pan, Florida Panhandle. <laughs> I mean, you don't know who's going to jump in the water. No. So that's you know people are endangering themselves and then getting stuck, and then other exactly. divers got to go dig them out. It's a whole thing. So and someone did die going on mm-hmm. what the other divers suspected was a rescue An, mission to try because at that point they'd raised the reward to $30,000 yeah. and his family the diver's name was Larry Higginbotham his family said he kept watching the money go up and was eventually like I'm going to go try it wow and then he died and then Ed had to go in and risk his life again to, to get this the body, body. Out. so there was a lot of controversy and the dive community was 
really heated about this. And because of all the pressure, the next month after that happened, the McDaniels uh, rescinded the the reward. Uh, So the dive shop owner is an interesting character. Mm, Do you think? He got arrested for beating, I'm going to use the legal term here. Aggravated battery. Beating the shit out of somebody in the woods with a bat. (laughs) That is the legal term. (laughs) The legal term was... He thought one of his employees, one of his temporary employees, owed him some money, and he mm-hmm. beat the shit out of him with a bat. And he got probation and uh, got the charges dropped. But then he, uh, they said that, you know. Well, he ended up dying under mysterious, mysterious circumstances. Fell down, hit his head, had a, uh, he was in a coma. He was at a party at the, at Vortex Springs, fell down the stairs, hit his head, was had, saying that with air quotes fell down the yeah, stairs and um had a concussion and some of the other employees drove him to his home left him in the bathtub put him in the bathtub with a blanket over him i don't get that part is that a thing no <laughs> why oh, was a head injury and to, why why straight to the bathtub the ba- i don't yeah i didn't understand it and the next morning someone went over to check on him and he was dead well no, I thought they said no, no, no. They they called the cops and he was, or they called nine one one. He was real like sloppy and he lived for a month in a coma. Oh, did he? Yeah, I thought yeah, he yeah. died the next day. No, no, no. Well, he had been sentenced to seven years probation for the aggravated battery, and he died before the probation true, could true. even start. That's true. And so, so we'll never really know his story. Well, and that's what then the so the parents think that either he died in the cave. Or and that he's still in the cave, and his body's still in there. Or the other theories are he went diving, drowned, floated back to the surface, and somebody either Tehran or the owner of the shop was like, "Oh shit, we're gonna get shut down." Yeah, another one. So hid the body, and someone said on my favorite theory on Reddit was like, "Probably threw him in a gator pit." Yeah, I (laughs) I heard that too, which is crazy, but also. Not, I mean, if you want to get rid of a body, hiding it Florida style, <laughs> dome an old gator pit. Yeah. Go, I mean, they're they're pretty easily found. Yeah. So when I, I lived in South Florida, I saw gators all the time. Ugh. It was, I mean, you'd be driving down the road and there's canals next to the road and there's just gators. Get out of town. It's, it was wild. They'd be on golf courses everywhere. There was, um, you know how like neighborhoods have the little TV channels that are just for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had specific instructions on what to do if you see a gator in your neighborhood. Oh, Because they were they're they're very very common. Punch it in the face like a shark. Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah. Or I think Wrestle you it. just run because aren't they the ones you're supposed to zigzag from? Because yeah, they can so. only run in a straight line. I think so. Or you climb a tree. I don't think they can climb. Up I don't trees. think they can climb trees. <laughs> well, if you don't have a tree, though, it's true. It's South Florida. It's probably just. I just you. read this story about. Um, a woman in Hilton Head, South Carolina, was mm-hmm. walking her dog next no. to a lagoon in her subdivision, <gasps> and a eight foot gator uh, grabbed her and drug her to the bottom and killed her. Killed the dog. Dog was no. The woman. The dog oh. was fine. Oh no! Isn't that wild? I was thinking you were going to say it chomped the dog, and I was like, I would wrestle a gator to save my dog. Yeah, hell yeah. You, no, I'm. It's kind of weird that it didn't go after the dog. I wanted that meat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. One of that and people in the subdivision saw it happening. God damn. And called 911. Well, I've read a story about Nile crocodiles, apparently a very wealthy... That's kind of a fun children's book. 
Nile the Crocodile. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no, no. No, I, it's not. We need to write it. Oh, no way. We'll have a series, Tommy and the Spider, Nile the, the Crocodile. crocodile. <laughs> well, uh, he came to Florida. It was a male and a female. Of uh, the alligators? Nile crocodiles, which can get to the size of a Ford Focus. I mean, they're humongous. So they were they bought his babies to be this wealthy Saudi uh, billionaire's pet. Well, I mean, you know this. You bought a small pig, and it sort of grew up on you, and it's still growing. From what (laughs) I heard, is going to be the size of a Ford Focus. And they started getting big, and he thought, you know what? We're in Florida. Fuck it. Throw it in the swamp, right? Threw it in the swamp. What happens? They start banging. They're eating a bunch of cranes. It's a whole thing. So there's giant Nile crocodiles in South Florida now because some rich dum dum was like, well, you know what? I don't want them anymore. And then what do you do? Somebody's got to go in and they're endangered. I'm pretty sure they're endangered. So it's like you can't kill them, but you got to catch a thing that's the size of a Ford Focus. They got to catch them and then do something with them. Like a goddamn megalodon. (laughs) (laughs) Alligators and crocodiles are crazy because they are just dinosaurs. It's just a big old dinosaur. Yeah. Same with sharks. Yeah. It's. They're Crazy. like it's like nonsense animals that shouldn't exist. They really serve no purpose for us anymore. I mean, they chomp the thing. Don't they eat stuff? I'm sure it's like ecosystem. They eat. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was arrogant of me to say because what do any ask, of it? What purpose do any of us serve if not to just be uh, in the food chain? We yeah. ruin everything. Yeah, uh, humans, humans are the absolute humans are worst. Uh, yeah. Well, some like you said theories think that um, Kelly, uh, Lowell Kelly, the owner of the shop. May have been responsible for this or one of the other employees. It's a cover up. Yes. For an Some believe death. it could be a cover up. Some believe maybe they just murdered him. Wow. Yeah. Why? They, I haven't read like really why they would have other than. Lowell had the history of Beating the, the aggravated of- battery and then some of the other dive shop employees also had records. So. And maybe, and when they said Ben's attitude, he was a little bit swaggerish, yeah. kind of cocky, kind of like, I could do this. I don't need that And he would dive by himself because his father said on a forum later that no one, he couldn't find anyone at the shop to be his dive partner. Yeah, nobody would be his friend. Yeah, yeah. and it's very dangerous to dive by yourself, especially cave diving. So yeah. he was just doing this on his own, also going at night so no one would see him getting into this cave that he wasn't Sneaking supposed around. to. Yeah, so it was just a, a shit show from the word go. My favorite of the theories, though... The, that he staged it himself? That he staged it himself to disappear. They said he planted the tanks, mm-hmm. left the money in the phone, knowing that he left his truck out, that people would be like, oh, reasonably quickly realize, oh, he's gone. Go take care of the dog. Also, someone on Reddit was like, just because someone has a dog doesn't mean they love him. People did say that he loved his, his dog and a in lot. The, in the documentary, uh, Ben's Vortex, he is pictured with that dog a lot. And his family said he went everywhere with and it. And I'm like, if he was like, d- divorced, lost his business, owed 50 Gs to the IRS, like depressed, whatever, like your dog is your best mm-hmm. friend. Like I could see that. And so I could see him thinking, okay, well, I'll leave enough food out for him. And if I leave my truck out, like somebody, they'll know to come check my apartment. Eventually my parents will yeah, it's get not, the dog. It's yeah. not going to be here. Because it's not like he like hit his truck and ran away, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they say he... This someone said, well, you know, his parents lost a son. His parents say that, too. You know, we lost our other son, and he saw how much we grieved, and, you know, he he wouldn't do that to us. But you know what? Sometimes when somebody's depressed, they don't think about people they yeah. love. You know, it sucks, but it's like, I hate this. I have to go. And maybe the choice, or, you know, the choice, maybe he killed himself. Who knows? But Yeah, that's, that's another the, theory, too. He dove into the gator pit. <laughs> no, probably <laughs> well, not. Well, I don't think 
he disappeared. Because I do have to think that he would have seen how difficult this was on his family, losing Mm -hmm. their just two years prior. And he wouldn't put them through something like that again. Well, they were super supportive of him, too, of like, you know, give him a place to stay. He was best friends with his parents. Yeah. And very close to them. And he had a girlfriend. That's true. He was in a new relationship. She lived in Tennessee while he was in Florida. And she said she had seen him at the lowest of lows, very, Mm -hmm. very depressed, and that he was not in one of those places this time. In fact, he was, like, doing better than he had in a long time, Mm -hmm. felt like he had a sense of renewal because he was trying to get this dive certification and become a dive instructor and stuff. So the family thinks that is ludicrous and that absolutely there's no way that could have happened. Like, it has to be. Also, nowadays, I guess, with, like, facial recognition, like, how how could someone really disappear? Like, you would need a social security number. At some point, fingerprints are everywhere. Apple has all my fingerprints Mm -hmm. on multiple, and facial recognition on my devices. There's CCTV all over the place. I mean, Yeah. yeah, I don't... I don't really know how anyone disappears either, unless you are in a witness protection program and stay in a house all day. Or you go into a different country. Yeah. And, I mean, Even I then, guess it's possible, but I don't I But don't the lore of theory. Facebook is too much, and you always got to get back on. Like that TV show, Barry. <laughs> it's on Facebook. Oh, I love Barry. It's such a good <laughs> that's show. That's how he yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I love Barry. Oh, he's great. So, you mentioned suicide. Mm-hmm. So, some do say that maybe all these problems that we've mentioned were weighing on him so much, and he did suffer from depression and anxiety and was on medication for it, mm-hmm. which in watching that Ben's Vortex documentary that a world-renowned female diver, Jill Heinerth, and her husband made, there is a doctor on there that sees the list of medications he's on mm-hmm. and says not only would... Because apparently when you are going to dive, you have to also be psychologically cleared for it. Because if you suffer from like anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. it's very unsafe for you to be in those situations. Because you're like, fuck it, I'll take my mask out and just die here. Or you panic. And yeah. you know, I you panic just attack. Can, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could do it yeah. because I suffer from both those things. And I would absolutely have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. But also because he was on this medication, it doesn't affect well with being under that deep of water. Oh. So it can make you hallucinate or just not wow. not think clearly or you know all all sorts of problems. So, so it's like it's like medi- medicinal interactions based mm-hmm. environmental medicinal interactions. That's a very good word. Is that a real thing or you just I mean I that just up? that's just oh, a, that's just so the smart. right words for it I'd say. I don't think that's like a thing that <laughs> well, people it say. Should, yeah, but that so so it's not it's like food interactions with drugs mm-hmm. like oh you shouldn't drink or and take these sinus pills or whatever. Exactly. Wow. So some think that maybe he intentionally went down there and dove knowing this was going to be his his last dive. He wasn't coming back out. Some think maybe it was a spur of the moment thing because of how the drugs were interacting with him and he was just started thinking about moment. his life and in that moment he did something dumb. But if that's the case, where's the body? Some still think he is in the cave and he is just in a location that no one has been able to get to or no one has searched. Okay. So your body decomposes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Scavengers eat it, whatever. You melt into bits and you get swept to the ocean, Mm -hmm. right? Because this is like fed by a freshwater aquifer that then keeps on flowing to the ocean. 
What but about- it doesn't have a current like the ocean does. So it's not like it would get swept away quickly. Mm, correct. Especially if it was like shoved in a crevice in a side of the cave. Well, and it's been multiple years. However, I don't think a metal scuba tank is going to melt in the ocean. No. There's- <laughs> or his rubber suit or his helmet or his light or his gloves or his flippers or his hand flipper. Do you wear hand flippers? I don't know. But like, mm, No, their hands are bare. They okay. have like gloves on. But Yeah. But my thing is, is like, he may have melted or whatever, decomposed. I like that you think people melt when they die. Isn't that what bodies do? Anyway, you <laughs> if know, you're burned to death, I think. Okay, well, yada yada. He he <laughs> he got he got burnt up. So I'm saying he got burnt up. No, I, you know, so you decompose or wherever your body's gone, but the the artifacts would yeah. remain, right? I mean, yeah, there would be some something. Well, after I think 36 the- days of straight diving and like yeah. experts and that Jill lady goes down with a daggum camera on her head, yeah. HD camera on her head, there's not even a there's not even a flipper. There's I think nothing. these people think the people that think he is in the cave and his family thinks his body is either in the cave and they where they haven't searched or he was murdered and disposed of outside of the water. Yeah. But these people think he is like, like somehow he made it past one of these tight restrictions that none of these other divers could. So he is kind of just shoved back in this well, place and his body can't get out and none of his equipment can get out and no one can get to him. And he's just true. kind of in a tomb, essentially. Well, and if he makes it in and maybe he made it in, con- I mean, obviously he would have been conscious, but then you couldn't make it out. And that happens a lot where divers can get into a place and then they're like and very inexperienced divers think if I can get in then I can get mm, out and not that is not the case at all. And that's one reason this was such a bad idea is because you can take all the classes you want, but unless you have that real world experience of mm-hmm. like being in those situations where shit goes wrong and you know how to handle it, you're done. Yeah. So God. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very terrifying, no matter what happened, to think about his last moments and what that must feel like. You know, whether, yeah, whether it was accidental, whether it was on purpose, it's just like the, like, losing air. And the panic, yeah, just, it, which, yeah, drowning and all of that just terrifies me. So, and then being stuck, claustrophobic also, ugh, I, I mean, God. like, I'm panicking just thinking I know, about it's starting it. to make me kind of sick. Right, right. God. So, you mentioned... Jill Heinerth, and I've mentioned the documentary a few and times. Vortex, yes. Yes. So in 2011, Jill Heinerth, one of the best divers in the world, she is the, uh, has had the deepest dive on record of any female in the world, which I thought was cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And her husband, Robert McClellan, who is a documentary filmmaker, decided to make a documentary called Ben's Vortex. Jill was able to dive farther in the cave than anyone up to that point, and they think it's just because she's smaller than the that rest makes of sense. them. Yeah, yeah. She filmed the entire journey in HD and with a lot of lighting. And the documentary, I'm going to go ahead and say it, isn't that great. I was expecting a lot more. It was kind of, eh. To be fair, she's not a filmmaker. No, but her husband is. Oh well. So well, it was just kind of edited weird, but um, well, I think that goes to show great women. Frequently marry mediocre men. <laughs> and well, and her <laughs> ex-husband, who actually she did the dive with, mm-hmm. is another world-renowned diver. Okay. So her and her ex-husband went into this dive. But the footage from it, because it is in HD and they've lit it all up, is pretty fucking cool. Because everything else you see, yeah. it's very dark and it's hard to see. It's, and silty. Very silty. So she filmed the entire journey in HD and with a lot of lighting. 
And she originally wanted to do it for the McDaniel family to help educate them on cave diving and how dangerous it is. And so they could see the environment where their son had been. Mm -hmm. The intention was to show the family that there was no way his body was in there. However, after searching the cave and going over Ben's dive logs, Jill changed her opinion and now believes that he is in there. She says it's common for panicked divers to burrow deeper into crevices, mistakenly thinking they are making progress. Oh, like they're going the right way, but yeah. really they're going deeper. Or they think they're getting to the surface and really they're just uh, like going, going up into a little hole they can't get out of. Oh, no. Yeah. So she thinks Ben met this fate and his body is in an unsearched crevice. Wow. She also found, because she got further than anyone else had, a shovel. At one of the deeper restrictions okay, there that you had go. not previously been searched. After showing pictures of the shovel to Ben's family because she left it there in case it was considered evidence, yeah, they said it was definitely his and still believe that his body is in there somewhere or that he was murdered. So Jill thinks that's his shovel. He got back to this restriction that no one else had got. And she's small enough to get in and out, but that maybe he got in further and then couldn't yeah. get out and what you dive in with a shovel Ed's, for oh it's very common yeah. because they you can like crack wall or like yeah you know. they dig under they to get silt out of the way or rocks or anything like that but because it is common ed Sorensen and the dive teams and everything say that could have been anybody's yeah. shovel and there's no way to tell how long it had been there true and it, i mean it's like any object of like Oh my God! You know that's Heather's purse. Like that—that's a you know a black leather purse. That's her purse. Well, like they they manufactured ten million of those. Purses. And you see what you want to see, and yeah. you believe what you want to yeah. believe. I mean, but it that, is possible. I just can't imagine how he would have fit in unless these divers are going into it with the thought of I want to come back out. Yeah, I'm not going in that hole. And, and he's I, like, fuck it. And I know. That if I go in there, I'm not, not going to come out. back out. But he was so inexperienced. He'd be like, oh, I'll be fine. That he, and cocky, mm-hmm. that he was like, oh, I can do this. And mm-hmm. then found his, he realized, he oh, shit, stuck. now I'm stuck. God. Yeah. Yeah, well, and for the family, I mean, it's like with anything, you know, I think we, maybe we talked about this on an episode of like, do you, if your kid goes missing or whatever for like years and years, uh, like, oh, well, she'll come back someday. Yeah. Or like you know what, she's probably dead and I'm going to accept it. And then, you know, it's a pleasant surprise if they come back. Sure. So, I mean, so for them, they're probably like, yeah, you know, Jill went down there with the camera. That's his shovel. Like, he's down there and he's never coming back. Well, the family has also hired a private right. investigator. And the father, Shelby, has been on forum boards. There's a ton of scuba forum boards. <laughs> yeah, you uh, just go on a message board. <laughs> yeah, and he has, he has said... That they have discovered a lot of things that the the Turan and the other employee know stuff that they're not admitting to Mm -hmm. and that he can't uh, make all of this information public, but they're getting closer to what happened and eventually he'll reveal Mm -hmm. what happened to us. Because Turan did a lie detector, but they said they only asked him three questions. So that's not. It was very poorly uh, constructed and... The other employee and the dive shop owner were not given light detectors. Well, and also, I mean, if he was, like, taken from the surface and murdered, 
They didn't do any tests or anything up there. There wasn't really a crime scene investigation because at the time, mm-hmm. and I mean, to be fair, it's like Occam's razor or whatever, like the most obvious thing of there was a diver in the most dangerous cave and he wasn't supposed to be in there. Let's search the cave. Yeah. So they searched it for a month. And, they, a month. and the last person to see him saw him going into, into the, the cave. danger zone. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, oh, well, we'll search that. Well, they, they've then, I don't know, no, know if it's wasting, but then they spent a month, over a month, mm-hmm. investigating that lead and sort of to the detriment of any other leads that everything could have would have been washed yeah. away yeah yeah another thing that's kind of weird and because he's passed away we'll never know if it's really true but the owner kelly said when he was closing up shop that night a wide-eyed drunken man stumbled up to the shop when he was locking up and said he wanted to go diving mm-hmm. and he was like i can't let you dive in the condition you're in yeah he says maybe that had some maybe been surfaced and got into an altercation with him. There was also reports of a diver uh, yelling at some teenagers early in their day that had been drinking on the property, and some think maybe they came back to get revenge. I'm like, I you're, don't buy you're giving a, you're giving a lot of credit to yeah. an old drunk man who mm-hmm. probably fell asleep in a bush somewhere. Yeah, or some teenagers who don't give a fuck. They want to drink their alcohol and go banger bang to each a, other. Yeah, uh, they're six one, two hundred ten pounds. Yeah, he's guy. a big old dude. Yeah, yeah. they're not. Who yeah. who apparently was kind of cocky and somewhat aggressive. So yeah, like, he was. They're not going to fight him. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh man, what do we think? Well, I mean, up until old Jill came along, I was mm-hmm. very sure he faked his own death, but that makes sense. You really you know, did? Yeah, it was, that was kind of what I was leaning towards, but, uh, you know, it, it sort of makes sense that a person who, you know what, if you're on that medication, if you're in that state of mind, maybe you're willing to take risk and, and inexperienced, yeah. you're willing to take risk other people aren't willing to take, and... You know, like you said, the rescue divers were like, oh, there's no way, you know, he he could get past that. Well, to them, that's an an area they're not going to go into because they want to come out. But to him, he was like, oh, surely I can get in there. And like you said, if I can get in, I can get out. So it probably was a mixture of like emotional state, cockiness, inexperience, Mm -hmm. and his size getting into a place that he can't get out of. And like you said, he's kind of entombed, I think, under the water. Uh, especially, you know, all that footage that Jill shot. That's what I think, too. The only thing that trips me up is that when Ed Sorensen went in and was able to go the 1,700 feet in where other divers that were looking hadn't been... Oh, and that's not even the end of the cave. The cave has only been mapped up to 1,642 feet because... No one can really get past that they point. They die. Yeah. And no one really knows how long it they even is. They sent a drone down there. They did. Oh. They sent a drone down and <laughs> it malfunctioned and couldn't get past, couldn't get any further than the humans could. They need to send an Elon Musk drone down oh, there. Oh, yes. They should have sent Elon Musk down there. Yeah. Well, was he going to build a submarine? Fancy Mr. Elon yeah. Musk? Mm-hmm. Idiot. Yeah. He is an idiot. I mean, he's brilliant, but he's also an idiot. Yeah. Um. So the fact that Sorensen didn't see any markings. That's what trips me up because he was so big. But maybe he, it was farther than Sorensen went. But, he, Jill- but there's only one way there. So he would have seen markings along the uh, way. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Say he got trapped at 1,800 feet. Well, up until 1,700 there feet, there was no sign there of was anybody. There was no sign that anybody had well, been Well, he could be in a pocket, like Jill said, maybe that's not that, that just far didn't down. get searched. Yeah. So maybe he's somewhere. That just hadn't get got searched yeah. within the area that people were searching. Damn. That's another thing is his dad's like, they're not searching the right area. Well, but. tell us what you think. Facebook. 
Facebook. What Instagram, do you Facebook, Twitter, Zuckerberg. Yeah, I'm. I this is one of my favorite things I've researched because I was not familiar with this case, mm-hmm. and I became just fascinated in a very terrifying way. You brought shark videos into your marital bed. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> You're addicted. I have brought a lot of weird videos into the marital bed, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's still, still a mystery. I do think he's in the cave. Yeah, I mean that seems or, the most likely. Or I do, or I think he was like injured and he, floated up. I think he drowned. They he floated up. They discovered they found his him in the body. morning. Yeah, they discovered his body mm-hmm. and got rid of him because they didn't want to get the shit. Lowell rolls out of into him. work the next day. The truck's already there, and he's like, "This motherfucker," because he knew him and is like called Tehran or Tehran comes to work and is like, why the fuck is that guy's car here? He's like, I let him in the cave last night. He's like, yeah. you let him in the cave? Yep. God damn it. Put on your hood, put on your your uh, scuba, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, helmet, go down, you know, swim down and there's a fucking dead body yeah. and you're like, we let a person who wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. in there get in there. Now we got to pay the price for it. Hell no, I'm not about to li-. He beat the shit out of somebody with a baseball bat for a couple hundred bucks. He's not going down for something. He's not I about honestly, to get sued by a rich man's family. I think that is probably what happened. And now, I'm swims, changing my opinion. I mean, you know, he swims down there, drags him up, and he's like, God damn it. And he's like, you know what? Leave his tanks down there. Leave his truck. Leave the money. Leave everything in his truck. Let's get rid of him yeah. and throw him in a gator pit or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, what is like, oh, whatever happened to all this scuba stuff? If that happened, they fucking put it in the back storage room. I mean, like, it's not like your name's or they, in there. Or they burned it up. Or tossed right. it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they weren't searching anywhere but the The cave, water, then, yeah. yeah. And that would explain why the cadaver dogs alerted to the water, but there wasn't any sign that a body was actually decomposing. Yeah. I I think I, that's, that's, I'm going on record saying I think that's what happened. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah. You know. So, and that shovel could have been anybody, so. I think so. But. Like you said, you see what you want to see. We want to hear from you, dear listener, so let us know what What you you think. Normally, Heather, we would do our little segment of hear no evil, see no evil, speak some evil right now. Yes. But what are we doing with it? Uh, We're going to do mini-sows for you. So you'll get a little extra content of more up-to-date things that we're doing, uh, listening to and watching and reading uh, in between episodes. And updates on things we've ever covered. Uh, what? Already covered, like Nexium or Golden State Killer and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like news, uh, news alerts on some past uh, things. Like yeah. if somebody's taking a selfie with OJ, which we told you not to, yeah. go take a selfie with Don't Ariana Grande. So those will be bi-weekly now. And I have a lot of Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson news I got to update Oh, <laughs> we could do an entire other daily podcast on them. <laughs> I've looked up their stuff so much that all of my Google feed is just stories about them. I just them. want someone to love me like Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson love <laughs> well, each other. Let's hope it lasts. Yeah, right. Um, shout outs for suggesting this episode. Olivia Piper Reed, thank you so much. What a great topic. Yes, totally. Um, do you have any other shout outs? Uh, just everybody that always comments on stuff. We had a lot of people, a lot of DCHers comment on the video of me drowning in the ball pit. <laughs> that is great. Todd Anderton was like, I watched that 30 times. <laughs> just like, I think I have to. And Frank was like, you just like... Take it. <laughs> he was just like you. Just like stood there, and he just sunk. Because your your face is just like this is what's happening. If you haven't seen this video, we're talking about like us on Facebook. And it's also on Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. on Twitter too. And our Instagram page is me as a two year old. My second birthday, just drowning in a it's, ball pit. It's. I mean, we can laugh because you're okay, but it's, I it's very it's funny. An unknown 
uh, young man came in, scooped me up, uh-huh. saved my life, and then was gone like a superhero. Gone in the night. Gone like a superhero. <laughs> he my was... sister wanders up like, what happened? <laughs> Which I feel bad for her because I went back and watched that whole video. And like for most of the time, she's like helicopter parenting me of like, and she's like, I was six. Like I was expected to <laughs> yeah. watch you in a ball pit. I was like, to be fair. But also the follow-up video later where you were okay. Oh yeah. And your just... grandmother's rehashing the story yes. and says, were you scared, Heather? And you go, no. <laughs> yeah, there, I also, I put that in the comments of the Facebook uh, <laughs> Cut video. to when you're drowning and the little boy rescues you and you're screaming. I'm screaming. <laughs> I mean, it is a genuine raw scream. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm, I'm like eating a donut and I'm like, oh, yeah, a boy <laughs> saved me. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what, you're very, very cute. Yeah, so if you have a topic, you guys, go on our social media, mm-hmm. send us an email at sinisterhoodpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook at Sinisterhood on Instagram at Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and just uh, yeah tell us what you think about this story or any of our other stories and definitely if you have a story suggestion or a topic suggestion we would love to cover it yes. um, like this one this was a great new thing that we would not Absolutely. have otherwise covered there's another one that maybe we'll cover next time I don't think Ooh, I've told you no about spoiler two people suggested it and I had not heard of it oh and it is fascinating it's a doozy it's a doozy it's a tommy doozy. had heard of it and i was like how have you heard of this and i haven't heard of That's, this all right well my two deals are closing this week so i will have ample time to research uh i do want to give a shout out to yeah. my co-host christy who does Aww. so much research she writes all of our outlines she's amazing i am a garbage monster because she'll just be like will you please at least read it before the show <laughs> and i'm like i promise i'll read it in the elevator as we're going to the studio hey at least it gets her i want to give a shout out to my co-host heather <laughs> Oh God, because she works a very demanding uh, profession job. And I think you've probably billed 100 hours this week. Dude, it's been quite a week. And I'm going to work after this. But Yeah, so um, I, I enjoy researching. And, uh, you know, I got your back. Let's just jerk each other off for another okay. half an hour. <laughs> Everyone I got your back. Uh, uh, where me. can they find you on uh, social. Oh my God. Look, group mind. We said the same thing at the same time. Follow me on Instagram at Heather versus the world, Heather vs. the world, and on Twitter at MCK VS the world. I will say I've been uh, not able to write as much. I usually write every morning. And uh, as such, I have been tweeting more because I have I've noticed these, like, you've been tweeting I've been, a lot. More. I've been tweeting a lot. And it's because they've I'll, been good tweets. Oh my God. Thank you. Big <laughs> hot content uh, because I've just not been able to write as much. So ah. you know what? It benefits you guys. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. And the best thing you can do to help us grow is subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and tell a friend who you would think that would like us to check us out. That's even more important. I mean, I yeah. like the ratings on iTunes, but like definitely tell your friends if you dig it. Some of you are really nice and you're like, I was laughing in my car. It was so great. I was mm-hmm. like, super duper. Tell your friends it's a great show. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. People that, that subscribe and really listen every week. And we love you guys so so much as always satan rules the airwaves keep it creepy sinister hood.